the last hour, two teenagers have been arrested in connection with the murder of a 16-year-old girl in Cheshire. On the 11th of February 2023, the body of 16-year-old Brianna Jai was found in a park in Cheshire in England. Two teenagers, too young to be identified, stand accused of her murder. Bringing you the evidence, witness statements and testimony from court, this is the trial. Brianna Jai. I'm Liz Hull, Northern Correspondent for the Mail. I'll be following the trial every day and reporting on it as it happens. And I'm broadcaster and journalist Caroline Cheatham. Together, we'll examine what's happened in court and bring you the details behind the headlines. Today, we'll hear how Girl X and Boy Y allegedly planned to kill Brianna two weeks before her murder, but were foiled when she failed to turn up. How they allegedly succeeded a fortnight later and then sent messages to each other to cover their tracks. And how a handwritten murder plan and clothing stained with Brianna's blood were discovered at their homes after their arrest. Both the teenagers deny murder. This is The Trial, Brianna Jai. Welcome to episode two, Blaming Each Other. So, Liz, yesterday the trial got underway and Deanna here, Casey, the lead prosecutor, began outlining the Crown's case to the jury. But she didn't finish. So, Liz, this morning she continued where she'd left off. And we should say again, some of the detail in today's podcast is really distressing. Now, she told the jury the plan to kill Brianna, which we heard about yesterday, continued. And in fact, she said the defendants hatched a plan to kill her two weeks before the actual crime. Yes, so this was Saturday, January the 28th. And she said the two defendants arranged to meet Brianna in Linear Park in Colchester, and they planned to kill her that day. But Brianna called it off at the last minute, saying she couldn't make it. A number of messages found between the pair were read to the court. They've been read by actors. She's agreed to come to Culture tomorrow. So I bring my knife? Yes, it is definitely sharp enough, by the way. Meet me at the wooden post in Linear at 12. We'll go over plan again and I'll show you where I'm killing her. And then we both walk to the library to meet her. And grab onto Brianna slit her throat. When she starts to fall, stab her in the back. Then pass me, knife. I want to stab her at least once, even if she's dead, just cause it's fun, lol. Let's have two words. One for getting the knife ready and another to stab. For get knife ready, I'll look at you and cough. And to stab, I'll say gay. Miss Heer told the jury the pair meant what they said in those messages. If there was any doubt that the defendants meant what they said in these messages, we know that, in fact, they did meet in Kolchev on Saturday the 28th of January 2023. Having checked the bus timetable, Boy Y arranged for his mum to give him a lift, but at 11.25, Girl X sent him a message saying, I'm fucking pissed. Brianna just last minute said she can't come. She said she might be able to past five. Boy Y arrived at Sainsbury's Colchester at 12.22. 
and walked to girl X's house. By about 1pm, they were in Linear Park together, where girl X filmed boy Y underneath a bridge located about two to three minutes walk from the site at which Brianna would eventually be killed. They remained together until sometime after 3pm when boy Y got the bus back to Lee. As he waited at the bus stop, girl X sent him a message saying that Brianna had just said she couldn't come out that day, but could meet after school on Tuesday. Boy Y, however, refused, saying that he had school and he was not bringing a knife. It would have to be a Saturday. So two weeks later, on the morning of Saturday, February the 11th, Miss Hear said they put their plan into action. She told the jury that Girl X messaged Brianna and arranged to meet her at Linear Park around half past one that afternoon. The jury was told the park is on two levels, with a footpath running on the top and the bottom and steps that allow access along its length. It's the same location they'd arranged to meet at two weeks before, and Girl X had told Brianna she was getting them some cocaine, it's alleged. Brianna left home to get the bus to Culture at 12.45 that day. The court heard that she was an anxious child who didn't go out very much on her own. And on the way, she messaged her mum and said, I'm on the bus by myself. I'm scared. Her mum reassured her. And Miss Here said footage from CCTV showed her meeting the defendants off the bus. Now, this was just before 2pm. Brianna was dressed in a distinctive outfit. She was wearing a short grey tartan skirt long white socks and a fluffy white hooded jacket. She also had long red hair and glasses. We know this because the three of them were captured on other cameras walking towards Linear Park shortly afterwards. They were also seen by several other walkers and Brianna also sent a Snapchat message to Girl X at about 3.06pm. Seven minutes later, the jury were told a dog walker found Brianna's body and made the 999 call to the emergency services for help. Miss Hear said at some point during those seven minutes, Brianna was attacked. So, Liz, let's just walk through what we know about the dog walker that found her body. So, Caroline, this is a woman called Catherine Vise. She told the 999 operator that the girl was lying on some steps, very hurt, and there was blood on her legs and her back. Her face was also badly injured. Miss Hear told the jury Mrs Vyse said she was too scared to touch her. She was asked to describe the attackers and she told the operator that there was a boy and a girl in their late teens who'd run away when they saw her approaching. PC Andrew Chadwick was the first police officer on the scene at 3.25 that day. The court heard he found Brianna lying face down, more on her left side, with her head towards the top of a set of steps close to a bench. He turned her onto her back and tried to give her CPR before paramedics and medical staff from the air ambulance service arrived a few minutes later. But her heart was not beating and all efforts to save her were futile. Brianna was pronounced dead at the scene at 4.02pm. That was a little over two hours after she'd got off the bus. So a post-mortem examination was carried out the following day by a pathologist called Dr Alison Armour. Now, she identified 28 separate stab wounds to Brianna's body. 14 of those wounds were to her head and to her neck. Six of the stab wounds, she said, were to the right side of her neck and they severed both major blood vessels, causing catastrophic blood loss. 
the court was also told that Brianna had been stabbed 14 times in the chest. All but two of these were caused by her being attacked from behind. Some of the blows had damaged bone, her sternum and her ribs. Others had punctured her lungs and her heart. The deepest stab wound was more than five inches deep. She also had defensive injuries on her arms and her head, consistent with her trying to defend herself. Miss Here said Brianna was subjected to a sustained and violent assault with a knife and that, in the opinion of Dr Armour, the stab wounds were consistent with being caused by Boy Y's hunting knife, which was later recovered from his bedroom when police arrested him. But Miss Hear said the pathologist was unable to exclude the possibility that another similar knife had also been used to kill Brianna. As Miss Hear outlined the injuries today in court, Boy Y appeared to dab his eyes with a tissue in the dock. So police started examining the scene, which was covered in Brianna's blood. They found a bottle of unopened Dr Pepper, which was later tested and found to have Girl X's DNA on the cap. An empty bottle of Coca-Cola was also recovered, which was found to have Boy Y's DNA on the rim and lid. This evidence indicates that both defendants had been present at the scene. The court also heard that footage from a dash cam of a car and a ring doorbell camera captured the defendants walking away from the park on foot together. They split up soon afterwards. Boy Y was captured on CCTV, apparently wiping his hands, which appeared to be red in colour, Miss Here said. They both went home, but began sending messages and press reports about what had happened to each other, feigning ignorance in a bid to cover their tracks. At 5.25pm that same day, Girl X sent a message to Boy Y. My brother just told me not to go to Linear Park because a woman got stabbed. Boy Y replied. Jesus, really? When Girl X told him a woman had been murdered, he said... Holy crap. The defendants continued to exchange messages over the course of the evening, including sharing more press reports, which confirmed Brianna had died, the jury was told. And at 11.11 that night, Girl X asked Boy Y... Do you have anxiety about getting caught? Probably. You're not going to get caught, don't worry. Police are shite here. The following morning, Girl X deleted a Snapchat conversation she'd had with Brianna and it's alleged she continued to lay a false alibi. She lied to her friends and parents and sent messages to Brianna's phone, knowing full well that she was already dead, Miss Here said. Girl X wrote, Girl, is everything okay? And some teenage girl got killed in Linear Park. It's on news everywhere. And why did you ditch us for some random man from Manchester? Like WTF, that is so fucked up. She also allegedly lied to a girl who contacted her, asking if it was her friend who'd been hurt because she recognised her. Brianna was with us for like 15 minutes, then ditched us to meet some lad. It wouldn't have been her. She said she was going Manchester. When Girl X's boyfriend messaged her, obviously upset and shocked about the news, she also tried to comfort him, saying... It's going to be OK. I'm here for you, baby. Kiss, kiss. 
Miss Hear told the jury Girl X also lied to her parents about what had gone on. But just before 5pm, her mother contacted the police to say her daughter had been with Brianna the day before. She handed the phone to her daughter and Girl X told the operator Brianna had stormed off to meet a 17-year-old boy from Manchester and that was the last time she'd seen her. But less than an hour later, it's alleged, Girl X sent a message to Boy Y telling him he needed to corroborate what she and her mum had told the police. Make sure story adds up. Say to police we met Brianna at half one. Walked to Linnea and sat and chilled on the bench. Then Brianna looked at her phone and said she was going to meet some lad and walked off. At 6.25 that night, Girl X posted a picture of Brianna on Snapchat. The picture, which showed Brianna eating chocolate on a bench, was shown to the jury and it had the caption... Brianna was one of the best people I have ever met and such an amazing friend. It's so fucking sickening what got done to her. Meanwhile, around the same time, Boy Y was online, looking at the Crown Prosecution Service website. He viewed Data Protection Act offences and penalties for supplying or withholding information. He also looked at measures to support people giving evidence and on bail. But around about an hour later, the police arrived simultaneously at both the defendants' homes, where they arrested them on suspicion of Brianna's murder. We'll be back after this short break. So Girl X and Boy Y were taken to different police stations in Chester and Runcorn for questioning. And in the meantime, officers began searching their homes, Liz, and during those searches, they found some significant things. Yes, in Girl X's bedroom, they found a kitchen knife and a number of handwritten notes, including one which the prosecution say Girl X sent a photograph of to Boy Y a week before the murder. This note was significant... It was headed Saturday the 11th of February 2023. Victim, Brianna Jai. Meet Boy Y at Wooden Post 1pm. Walk down to library, bus stop. Wait until Brianna gets off bus, then the three of us walk to Linear Park. Go to the pipe, tunnel area. I say code word to Boy Y. He stabs her in the back as I stab her in the stomach. Boy Y drags the body into the area. We both cover up the area with vlogs, etc. A second plan to kill was also found in Girl X's bedroom, as well as a roll of bin bags, Miss Here said. This note said, Give them alcohol with sleeping pills. Slit throat, dismember body. Place pieces in bin bags. Bury bags seven feet underground. Get her to go to Linear Park. Go to the hidden spot near the bridge I usually go to. Someone jumps out and restrains her. I kill her. Miss Hear said there were also notes about serial killers, including Jeffrey Dahmer, Richard Ramirez and Harold Shipman. Miss Hear said that in Boy Y's bedroom, police recovered a pair of muddy, blood-splattered trainers and a blood-stained jacket. These were tested and the blood was found to be a match with Brianna's, the court heard. The distribution of blood staining on the jacket suggests that Boy Y, whilst wearing this jacket, was in close proximity to a source of airborne blood from Brianna, and is what the scientists would expect to see if there had been blows into Brianna's wet blood. In other words, the prosecution say 
The pattern of blood staining on Boy Y's trainers and jacket shows that he was right there when Brianna was repeatedly being stabbed. A hunting knife, which also had tissue and blood from Brianna, was discovered in his wardrobe, along with another set of throwing knives. Girl X and Boy Y were questioned by police over a period of two days, the court heard. Girl X, Miss Hear said, lied to officers. She told the jury Girl X said she and Boy Y had met Brianna at 1.30pm at Cultureth Library. They went to Linear Park, where they sat on some benches, chilling and talking. Then Brianna looked at her phone and said, I need to go and meet this lad. Brianna said he was 17 and from Manchester, and he was picking her up. When Gerletz questioned her, Brianna said, stop interrogating me, and just walked off. She claimed she texted Brianna the following day and had a bit of a go at her, but Brianna didn't respond. Gerletz told police she was worried about Brianna, but Boy Y said, just leave it, it's fine. She claimed Boy Y didn't seem to like Brianna, and when she suggested they go back, he started snapping at her. She claimed another girl had told her Brianna had been killed, and when she heard, she burst out crying. When Boy Y was interviewed, he admitted going to the park with Girl X and Brianna, but claimed he turned away from the girls to go to the toilet up a tree. When he turned back, he said he saw Girl X stabbing Brianna. He explained the blood on his clothes and hands by saying he'd gone to check on Brianna to see if she was alive, but panicked when Girl X started running. He claimed he'd never met Brianna before or been to Linear Park. He said he had no idea why Girl X stabbed her, although he later said Girl X had told him Brianna had tried to come between her and her boyfriend, which she'd described as unforgivable. Boy Y claimed he only went along with Girl X's cover story about Brianna meeting a man from Manchester because he was scared and wasn't sure if Girl X would come after him as well. Miss Hear said Boy Y was also asked about the messages on his phone between him and Girl X in which they discussed killing other people. He said he didn't believe her, and thought what she said was just fantasy. He said he went along with it because he wanted to be liked. He sent her messages about torture to make her laugh so that she would like him. When he said he wanted to stab Boy E, he said he was only joking. He said it was just a fantasy and he was playing along. Boy Y also said he was only joking when he referred to Brianna as it and when he talked about using his knife to kill her. He said he had never taken his knife to Culcheth. He said that he would make jokes about gayness with his friends, but he didn't actually care if anyone was gay or not. He was asked about the conversation in which Girl X said she had given Brianna an overdose of ibuprofen gel tablets. He said he thought she was making it up. He said he spoke about killing Brianna because he hated not being included with friends. He said he thought it was wrong, but he didn't say so because he knew Girl X would not like him if he did. He admitted washing her blood off his hands when he got home, but later answered no comment when told there was blood on the blade of the knife found in his wardrobe, which he claimed earlier in the interview he'd never taken to the park. Finally, Miss Hare told the jury why the prosecution say the defendants are both jointly responsible for Brianna's death. She said there was no possibility she was killed accidentally or in self-defence. Undoubtedly, Brianna was killed as a result of a brutal, unlawful, deliberate attack. That is not in dispute in this case. The issue in this case is not whether Brianna Jai was murdered, but whether the defendants in the dock participated in that murder. Both defendants now accept that they were present in Linear Park with Brianna at the time she was killed. 
Boy White now accepts that he did indeed take his hunting knife with him. However, both now deny that they inflicted any injury upon her. They both deny participating in her killing in any way, and each blames the other. Plainly, they can't both be telling the truth. Miss Hare said the evidence clearly demonstrated the defendants acted together to bring about Brianna's death and that they had intended to kill her. The messages they exchange show how they encouraged one another and egged each other on, how they fought about and discussed how to kill and how they planned to get Brianna to Linear Park that day, where they thought they would be undisturbed, how they each encouraged the other to bring a knife, how they planned to kill Brianna by stabbing her in the neck and the back, just as she was, in fact, stabbed in the neck and the back, stabbed just as they described, having met her in Colchef and taken her to the park, just as they discussed, just as they described. Miss Hare said that after the killing, the defendants stayed together, remained in contact with each other, until, when confronted with the evidence and the consequences, they had no option but to blame each other. So that's it for today. We'll be back on Friday when it's likely we'll have heard from the first witnesses in the case. In the meantime, you can follow us on X at The Trial Podcast and contact us, thetrial at mailmetromedia.co.uk. You can leave a comment on Spotify or even send us a voice note on WhatsApp on 07796 657 512.